Hello, everybody, and welcome to another GC365. We are on day 307, and that means we only have 58 days to go until we have completed the one-year Bible reading plan. Today is Wednesday, and it is November 3rd, and I am Liz. I am the Kids Zone Pastor at the Mill Creek campus for all of the first, second, and third graders. And I am here with... Hi, I'm Carrie, and I'm actually a preschool teacher at Kids at the Creek and a member of the Mill Creek campus. So thanks for having me today, Liz. Yes, and I know Carrie because our kids Mm -hmm. became friends, part of a friend group, and they hang out all the time. They do, all the time. Yeah, and Carrie and I decided that with our kids being friends... I know it's important to you as well as me to know the parents of our kids' friends. Mm -hmm. And so we got together and we went out to dinner and we have a lot in common. We do. Yeah. It was really fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. I felt like we could have stayed there a lot longer. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) I think three and a half, what? Three and a half hours was enough? Yeah, it was a school night, so. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to jump into our reading. We were reading through the Old Testament, Ezekiel 7, 8, and nine. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with Ezekiel seven. So Carrie, what stood out to you in this? Um, there was one just sentence that stuck out that stood out to me, and it said, Your final doom is waiting. And this whole part was just about how God is really mad. Yeah. And he just was sealing the deal with that sentence to me that everything was gonna change. And there was going to be some consequences. Yes, definitely. Um, God is not pleased and not happy at how many people are turning away from him and sinning. Mm -hmm. And he is talking about wrath, destruction, catastrophe, predicting death. And he is using Ezekiel to speak these words to people. Um, and yeah, it's not too positive, Mm-mm. not too positive at first. Um, one verse that stood out to me in Ezekiel, um, seven was verse 19. And it says they will throw their money in the streets, tossing it out like worthless trash. Their silver and gold won't save them on the day of the Lord's anger. It will neither satisfy nor feed them, nor their greed can only trip them or for their greed can only trip them up. So they were valuing their wealth, mm-hmm. other idols, Um, violence, Mm -hmm. and they had fallen so far away from God that God is just not happy in any of this reading. Right. Um, They've become selfish. Yes. And greedy. Yes. And God feels they have no shame or remorse. That's how I felt. Yes. He was feeling. Well, by the sounds of it, (laughs) they didn't have any shame or remorse at all. And, And I know the further you fall back from God, you're not going to be able to hear God and mm-hmm. he's not going to have you on that right path. But what these people probably didn't understand is God is eternal. Mm-hmm. Maybe they did at one point in time and they thought sin was more fun, but God is eternal and all these things that they were valuing more than God are not important mm-hmm. and they're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Um, so God um, was just talking about bringing on vengeance and wrath. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ezekiel eight, still not that positive, Nope. but there was a, a 
few good lessons that we could learn mm-hmm. from here. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody was not only sinning, but we read that they were worshiping false idols outside of the temple and inside. And this verse really stood out to me. Verse 12, then the Lord said to me, son of man, have you seen what the leaders of Israel are doing with their dark rooms? They're saying the Lord doesn't see us. He has deserted our land. Mm -hmm. So they probably felt like God had deserted their land Mm -hmm. because there was so much violence and corruption and worshiping false gods. But God doesn't desert you. You're the one who deserts your relationship with God. And um, so they're worshiping all these false idols and they truly believe that when they're in these dark rooms that God cannot see them. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy to me, yep. but I can kind of relate to that. Same. So mm-hmm. when I was not doing things right, making good choices in my early adulthood before I started to actually build my relationship with Christ, um, there was points in time to where God would always put somebody in my life to plant that seed. Mm -hmm. And I remember there was this woman, her name was Maureen, and she had such strong faith. And I was standing, and I don't even know why I was at her apartment building, but I was standing outside and we were talking. And she told me, don't do in the dark what you don't want to be seen in the light. And that really resonated with me because I was hiding stuff from my friends and my family and only hanging out with people that I was making bad choices with. And it was just really eye-opening that no matter where you are in the darkest room, God is going to see you. So he was not happy um, about this at all. So. Do you have anything that stood out to you? Yeah, that same verse. That same verse. I felt that kind of, I think they were doing this because they felt that God had left them. Yes. um, And that they were turning to something else to seek their comfort or their peace or whatever it is that they were looking for that they should have been looking for in God. They were trying to find that somewhere else. Yes. And um, it just reminded me that without our attention, like focused, it's so easy to like drift. Yes, it is definitely. Um, It's very easy to kind of take something of a worldly possession and value it deeply. Mm -hmm. And especially if you're hurting or going through a hard time and these people weren't seeing anything but violence and destruction and all of this. And so, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure that that's, that's a very good point that they were trying to find comfort in something um, that's not of value. Right. That's not going to give them that comfort and that peace right. and joy that only right. you can get from God. Um, so moving on to Ezekiel 9. At this part of the reading, God was done. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah. Done. He had had enough. Um, He was ready to bring his wrath and punishment to all of these people. And there was this one part that kind of stood out to me. It said that God called this man dressed in linen, Mm -hmm. carrying his writer's case. And at first I was like, what's a writer's case? But then it says that he was to go around and put a marking on the forehead of everybody who was weeping 
because of all the sin and violence going on in their city. So these people were still following God's law. Mm-hmm. And this verse, verses five and six stood out to me. It says, then I heard the Lord say to the other man, follow him through the city and kill everyone whose forehead is not marked. Show no mercy, have no pity. Kill them all, old and young, girls and women, and little children, but do not touch anyone with the mark. Begin right here at the temple. So they began by killing 70 leaders. So this is where all my questions came in when I'm reading this. We don't get the context behind. We don't get the Mm in-depth story of it, but I wonder what it was like. Yeah. Was it? chaotic terrifying when the 70 leaders were being slaughtered Mm -hmm. did all the other people like flee and try and run Mm -hmm. um was there peace to those with the markings knowing that god is putting his wrath on all of these people now Mm -hmm. and there, they might have peace in their city. Right. So I just had a lot of questions. Um, yeah. You know, one yeah, thing we same. both talked about was we don't know if we would be able to kill somebody if mm-hmm. God asked us to kill somebody, especially a child. Yeah. That was tough to hear. Yeah. Read that. Definitely. So because ch- children are so innocent. Mm-hmm. Yes. But maybe they were not following down the right path like Maybe. their parents were. I I don't know. Yeah. That's why I hope for something different than my parent or than for my kids, you know, right. than going down the wrong path. Right. Um, so we were both hoping for a positive ending to Ezekiel's reading today, but stay tuned. Yep. To be continued. Turn, to be continued. <laughs> Watch tomorrow. <laughs> Hopefully there's some positive um verses that we'll be able to read through. So we're moving on to Hebrews five. Mm-hmm. So, okay. That's something that stood out to you. I did. Um, in verse eight, it says, even though Jesus was God's son, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. And I just thought that was super important to hear because sometimes walking with God is not the easy choice. Mm-hmm. Um, there's struggle that comes along with it and being obedient just in general is hard is hard sometimes it is because we want to do what we want to do yeah and so i thought that was nice to hear that you know we all have to be obedient even jesus did yeah and jesus was a perfect example Mm -hmm. of what obedience is like and like you said we all kind of want to do what we want to do sometimes Mm -hmm. and that's why god gives us free will but the more knowledge we have in the bible then we will know the difference between right and wrong. So verses 12 through 14 stood out to me. um, And it's all about having baby faith. So it says, you have been believers for so long that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again, the basic things about God's word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what is right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. So kind of going to what you said, it's really easy to fall back Mm -hmm. and default to 
the human nature of being lazy and fall away from your practices that you have to continue to grow your faith. And Mm -hmm. we all start out with baby faith. So if some of you online, this is your first time doing the 365 um, watching us or doing the one year Bible reading plan, this is going to continue to grow your Mm -hmm. faith from a baby faith to a mature faith. And then you're going to be able to be the one to go out and spread the good news, which is Mm -hmm. what we're all called to do and plant those seeds in other people. Um, and that's why I love doing this. Mm-hmm. I learned so much, especially preparing for filming these 365s. And I love to watch everybody else's because to hear their interpretation of mm-hmm. different verses yeah. is different than my interpretation and your interpretation. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we learn so much more. Um, so if you have baby faith, that's okay. Some things that helped me when I very first was starting to grow my faith is I scheduled reminders. Mm-hmm. I had check off lists of the most important things like read my Bible, right. make sure I spend time with God. Um, I would intentionally listen to worship music. We have great connect groups here at Gold Creek that you could plug in to grow your faith as well from baby faith. Um, but it's not bad if you have baby faith. No, but we have to start somewhere. Yeah, but it's our job as Christians not to stay in that baby faith and to grow so that we can continue to lead mm-hmm. and teach others. Right. Um, Psalms, we read 105 verses one through 15 mm-hmm. and I loved it all. Yeah. It I love, absolutely loved it very all. Positive. Yes, it was <laughs> very, very, very positive. Um, so I know that we had similar verses. Yep. So why don't you read your verse? Okay. Verse four, search for the Lord and his strength, continually seeking him. Yes. Yes. And I had verses four and five. So five says, remember the wonders he has performed, his miracles and the rulings he has given. So it's just telling us that we need to seek God's Mm -hmm. strength. There are times in your life to where you are not going to be able to get through it, even with the help of your family or friends Mm -hmm. or a support system. There's that super strength that God can give you. Mm -hmm. And he is waiting for you to call on him to ask for that strength. And I know recently, um, I've talked about this before. My daughter just moved out. And the last time I talked about it, I just was talking about how weird it was in my house, you know, (laughs) um, being outnumbered. Yep. Um, (laughs) but I did not realize or I was not prepared for how hard that was going to be on me to have my daughter leave. So on a daily basis, I was having to call on God's strength and a lot had transpired after her move. And so, um, yeah, it was just this really stood out to me because I have needed and my family is needed to call on God's strength on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. sometimes more than once to, um, you know, get us through this move. We all miss Olivia. We're proud of what she's doing and I'm sure she misses us too. (laughs) I'm sure she does. does. (laughs) So, um, did anything stand out to you? Yeah. Same thing. You know, sometimes things are hard and we can't do it alone was the same thing I took away from it. We have to ask for help. 
we have to use his strength to catapult us to where we need to go. Yes. That's good. I like that. Catapult us. <laughs> I can just visualize that. <laughs> like using his strength. Yes. I, don't know. I really like that. Okay. So we're wrapping up. Wrapping. Wrapping up with Proverbs mm-hmm. twenty six twenty eight, and it says, "A lying tongue hates its victims, and flattering words cause ruin." So, a lying tongue is a reminder that your words count. Mm-hmm. Your words are impactful to people's lives. And I just, when I was reading this, I just thought about how many lives were ruined by somebody telling a lie. Mm-hmm about somebody else, Mm -hmm. whether it's ruined for a short amount of time or on a larger Mm -hmm. scale. Um, So our words are going to be judged by God. And that's pretty convicting Mm -hmm. when you think about all the words that you have said throughout your life. So yeah, it's a great reminder. Um, I know that I've gone through a lot of different trainings, working in school districts and stuff. And one thing that I remembered was the word think, like think before you speak, but there is a little phrase to go along with every letter. T, is it true? H, is it helpful? I, is it inspiring? N, is it necessary to say? And K, is it kind? If your words that you're going to speak that are going to come out of your mouth do not meet this criteria, I think we just don't talk at all. Yep. It's very, I like that. I'm, I'm taking that little tidbit with me. Yeah, Because I love it. Yeah. It's a good thing to teach our kids too. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's simple. Think before you speak. Yeah. But I, I like how it gives you a breakdown. Mm-hmm more in detail. So yes. yes. Okay. Well, that concludes our GC 365 for today. Thank you, Carrie, for joining me. It was was fun. fun. It was fun. And thank you all. Remember, we are almost to the end. You guys have come so far. Even if you have slipped off, that's okay. You don't even need to get caught up. Just start back right in today Mm -hmm. and keep on going because the end of this is near. Thank you guys.